Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 263. What do we do, Linz? What do we do? We went to Motor City and talked to some people. Yes, and this is another batch of interviews from the con floor. Um, we have, uh, in this episode, Kayla Valerio and Bed Goldsmith. Yes, who are amazing. Yes, BTW. the Sands Room, amazing book, and yes. just those two guys were hilarious. Yes, and of course, we spoke to Jim Toe and his boyfriend, Ryan Lee. Yes, and we learned about the breakup <laughs> yes. that they had of sharing <laughs> tables, and that's actually kind of funny how that went. <laughs> and last but not least, Miss Fierce herself, Casey Pierce. Who's always fun to talk to, yep. especially and that, when she's drunk. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and that had a little bit of wind, but not as bad as uh, what we had in the last episode with uh, Travis McIntyre, so I cleaned that one up uh, pretty good doing my editing. So uh, with that, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Drunk on Comics, episode 263, Interviews from Motor City Comic Con 2017, Part Trace. Started and Definitely. then if he gets done doing what he's doing, yeah, <laughs> something Bob on. Sally's book. Yeah. So I heard you guys sold out of your book. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, honestly, you know, for the first con that we have the book at, uh, it's been received really well, and we did a lot better than we thought. Um, you know, I'm here. What did I miss? What's important? What is she saying? What does it matter? We were oh talking about how shitty you are. No, I'm just, just talking about oh, how, yeah, that part of what the podcast. a bad job you've done all weekend. No, actually, Ben's been doing a stellar job, but um. But yeah, this you know, for the first con we debut the the book ad and stuff like that, and you know, just being out of towners and not really knowing anyone, um, uh, I can't say how like thankful I am that it's been received well. Uh, we had one lady come back; she's super sweet. She came Friday, picked up the book, read it that night, came back Saturday to tell us how much she liked it, then came back today, and we just gave her free print. I'm like, you've been an awesome customer. You've been really great. I'm like. Take yeah. it with you. She's note, super sweet. Note that, people. By the way, this is Ben. Hi, I wrote the book. <laughs> I just got yeah. here. I was doing businessy things because I'm a businessy person. But um, I will say, guys, you take note of that. If you're all timey yeah. business, shoe shine, newspaper. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. One of the ponies going to run today. Um, if you are going to a convention, be nice to the artists. They will do nice things for you That's back. True. Yeah. That's yeah. Very yeah. True. If I had more shit, if, if I had more, can I curse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had more shit to give her, I would have given her, like, one of everything. You could just keep it. Yeah. Free, free of charge. For you, anything. She, she was a sweetheart. Yeah, I well, love that's her. Like, that's how you build the fanatics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, she, she was super great. She's like, yeah. when's the next one coming out? And I'm like, whenever you want, lady. Yeah, for, whatever, for you. For whatever. you, whenever. I'll just send you pages as I finish them. <laughs> well, let's, let's, wait a second! I'm not drunk. This sucks. What is going on here? Oh, well, shit. I was just we're telling her we either, were gonna try but... to interview you uh, at the after show, but you kind of were. Oh, dude, were I'm gone. so much better drunk. Like, I also, yeah, I also I'm so much, much more social. And, 
Well, what yeah, I love I'm more doing charming, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> oh, you're plenty charming. No, With everyone it. that's part of Source Point, yeah. usually when I get them drunk, I'll at one point say, so, what's the dirt on Travis? And, like, just um, have them, like, start making up shit. Well, shit, I'm sober, and here you go. So. <laughs> yeah. no. Like, there's food and a beard, If you reach into his beard, you will reach into another universe where your hand is reaching back. That it's is incredible. Oh, shit. I actually All of a sudden, like, your hand <laughs> pops out of a fucking wormhole, and it's touching you in You're the You're touching face. yourself. The only thing is, the only difference about that universe is we're all wearing cowboy hats. It's the only difference. Now it's I a parallel like I universe. Yeah. in, like, comic book form. <laughs> We'll just, we'll make, the next you know story. What? Yeah, next one. Yeah. We'll pitch it to you, Travis. <laughs> so let's talk about issue number one. Yeah. Um, the seance room. How did it come about? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll feel that one, yeah. Yeah, ben. So um, <laughs> I was actually playing guitar for um, this company, um, Rostrum Records, out in Los Angeles, like the Wiz Khalifa, you know, the black mm-hmm. and yellow guy. And I was always a comic book reader, so I kind of just did that thing that everyone does at some point, like, my venture, I could write comics. Well five years later I finally get a chance to like pitch Travis on some stuff and um, he I early on I'll say this it, uh, the people who listen to the podcast are they sometimes comic they, they, they're comic writers they want to create they want to start a little they bit just like drunk people, yeah, drunk people well, all right. yeah. cool. that's our whole demographic you just said huh. all, right. all, well, of all of that okay <laughs> great so this is the thing so I was thinking about it as a uh, They'll probably understand that. Understand um, but I wrote this one comic, and it was kind of music-based, obviously, because that was what I was doing. But I had that realization. I'd been in enough rooms where they say, like, yeah, man, Ben, we love that thing that you're doing, but it's not right for us right now. What else do you got? And that what else you got moment is make or break. So from that moment on, when I had that realization, I started coming up with other concepts and then actually writing them. Instead of just waiting for someone and being like, oh, I'm going to pitch you on these ideas. I was like, hey, I have this idea. Here's the finished script. You know what I mean? So I was just putting in a lot of that early work, doing this, trying to be as smart about it as possible. Yeah. Like I said, cut to five years later, I had met Kayla at a convention in New York. I went up to her because her art was so stunning, which unfortunately on the podcast you kind of can't see, but like, yeah. she... But it is amazing. Yeah, she she's right into like the Alex Ross line of like that type of art, you know what I mean? You yeah. keep saying yeah. that, right? I'm always no, like, no, no, he, no, he yeah. no, it's, it's, it's that painted style, it's yeah. beautiful. You know, which isn't traditionally comic book. I mean, more so. Yeah, now it's than more fine. Oh, dude, that this book is, it's fine art at this point. Yeah. He's in so many galleries and shows and just selling original. And they're massive. They're uh, yeah. So I I had seen her work. I have that same print that I bought from her on that first day framed, and it's still in my room as we speak. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. So a couple years after that, finally I pitched Travis. I've been you know just. A, a, I finally gotten around to it. We back and forth, back and forth, and I said, Kayla, do you want to do this book? And uh, and God help her, she said yes. I, you know, I, I, this is your first comic. Yeah, this yeah. is the first comic, and it's just funny about that because, you know, when when you did buy that print from me, and I keep telling people this, I was like, you know, it's kind of like when friends are like, yeah, we're going to work on this thing together. You know none of you are going to do it, right? So Ben, you know, moved. He started writing all this stuff. He said he wanted to, like, find a publisher. I was like, yeah, I'll do it when you come back to me with something. And I'm like... And honestly, it's because of my luck, not because I didn't believe you could do it. It's because, like, I know that's not going to come around back to me. So I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll believe it when I see it. And then he did, and I was like, oh, shit. It was kind of, like, awesome because now I'm like, oh, man, I really get to work on this. And then it's also like, oh, man, I totally wasn't prepared to work on this. So I got to, like, get my life together and start working on this shit. But, you know, um, it's worked out really great, and, like... Did you guys go over the, what the concept is? 
of it. No, we did the, not yet. yet. That, that's kind of your All right. department. I'll, I'll just do a real quick one for you, just so everyone kind of, because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I just appreciate when like someone gives the quick, right? Yes. Yeah. So what it is, you've already got the idea. You've got Alex Ross in your head. Now picture 1920s, 1910s magician posters, where the ghouls are coming up behind the magician, and like just the idea that something is not right, and someone has control <laughs> over that. Something lurks in the shadows. Something in the shadows. This guy, he owns a mansion wherein there are six ghosts that are trapped. Each one has a different specialty. For instance, uh, the conductor, he's the keeper of time, obviously. A little boy holding his own head in Victoria-era clothes, he represents death. Now, what would happen is you would come into the room. One of those ghosts would come to life based on whatever they perceive your deepest, darkest moral underpinnings to be, and they would make you face them head on without reprieve bend or break right psychological very twisted that's how it is each chapter is a complete episode all by itself that's awesome yeah uh, which like, I, like twilight zone yeah it is yeah, all that's exactly it. That's twilight zone tales from the crypt yeah, yeah and i say have you ever watched twilight zone yeah you ever watched them in order no no because why because exactly. why <laughs> exactly. so so this is a great introductory issue just because there are a few things that are a little i'd say a little more exposition E but that you would never know that unless I told you you know yeah, what I mean right. it's, it's more of a feeling it's more of right. uh, so the uh, but but that's the basic idea of it each one's gonna change each one depending on what ghost comes to life is depending on who ends up in the seance room but that's the main gist the whole thing from beginning to end is all about the twist and all about the what is humanity and how is it fucked up today yeah you know? Well, I, so I read the first issue. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. Oh, this is easy. All right. So, and I don't well, want to spoil anything for anybody, but what you did with the first guy that went into a room and his the, the way things turned and that, progressed from yes, there. blew my mind. What? It did, because, like, that's not an idea I would have ever thought yeah. of yeah. coming to fruition based on the laws getting passed that were passed in that Yeah, book. so the, yeah. The, the whole point of that one was the classic, like, well, if this is true, what else right. does that mean? Yeah. I, yeah. My, my whole thing is, It's really like, about pushing things to, like, an extreme that's so out like of left field. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the whole thing that Ben's, like, written up with all these stories is, like, yeah, like, uh, most people are, like, well, well, if this thing passed or this thing happened, then it might just go this far, you know, kind of uh, cause and effect, but he has... I don't want to say hyperbolized, but really just like pushed it to an extreme oh, yeah. where it's just like there's no fucking way that could happen but for that person in that position in that story it's like this could be real and this could be my life and uh, i need to change well, and, and you're and right like, you're right to the extent that it's, yeah. it's it's a little too unbelievable in how yeah. far it goes but but the point is because like i take my news through comedy because it's a sell, right? So like, if you push it to it a, this far extent, it gets you past your comfort point early on right. for you to go, oh, that's a little far. And then you think about it and you come back a little bit to the point that was originally made if right. I was just to have a conversation yeah. with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's the idea of that hyperbolic element to it is that you eventually land a little closer to where the real point is. Because you say, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, that but other oh stuff. my God, yeah, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But as long as everything babies. is still also in that same kind of round. Did you say though. the butt babies? The butt babies. But maybe. Oh. <laughs> no, the butt babies. Maybe it's, it's all about the butt babies. <laughs> I was gonna tell you, I'm like, if you don't know where babies come from by now, dude, <laughs> good lord help you. Just, just pooping out babies <laughs> on the drunk on couch. Oh, no, no. 
Butt babies is a term that one of my friends told me. His oh mom my God. is a nurse. Uh-huh. And what the term that is, is when a girl's like, I can't get pregnant, you know, through anal. And when stuff oh, leaks down in it. Yeah. It's a thin wall. It's a thin wall, you know? There, there isn't a big space between both of those no. openings, yeah. so it's totally no. possible. Yeah. Guys, you and get a little science lesson here on George I'm just saying, it's just science. It's gravity, dude. Comes Look at as we talk about science know. too. <laughs> as we talk about science, Miss Frizzle's walking by, guys. Oh, is that not shit. perfect? Oh my god, you're right. Uh-huh. I, I love that show. Yeah. Oh man, good call. So yeah, so that's uh, that's so rad that you read that. And you know what's great is that the whole time I was explaining it, you didn't go, Mm-mm, you know. So I feel good about <laughs> yeah, how yeah. I explained it. That. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. your book, so I would hope. No, but you yeah, can, you know what? When it, when it gets out of your hands and it starts That's to go to true. people reading it, it's a, it's a different it's thing. Everyone's different yeah. experience I, is different. I mean, I won't tell the story because I've told it a million times already. But a woman came up to us and I thought she was going to punch me. Oh Be- yeah, I because, told them about the, the little Oh, you did lady. tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't tell them about your fear of her like fucking like clotheslining you. <laughs> Mind you, she's like. It's weird. Size. She came off the ropes and uh, <laughs> yeah. she kept patting she her pulled, elbow. And she just... pulled out a bunch of tables. She's like, can't hey, get the table. 3D, 3D. Yeah. So anyway, but um, and, and part of that is that thing of like this is the first con we really have given it to like the general public at, like not my right. mom, not my mom, not my sister, yeah. not my girlfriend, not like this no is one all, that we actually know. Yeah, so there's a very real chance that at some point someone's gonna, and like you said, there is a, a kind of a, a divisive issue in, going on. Yeah. Cer- certainly yeah. in the first issue, yeah. I will say this: the second and third and fourth, they don't deal nearly as heavily in yeah. divisive issues. It's a lot more about humanity and psychosis. Yeah. Um, what I've, uh, yeah, and the other thing I keep telling everyone is I'm like Ben wrote that a long time ago before a lot of this stuff started happening and I'm like it's not like you know stuff that's always been around yeah we just didn't expect it to be like it like a heated thing when we I started on I started on it like over like yeah a year ago so I'm like I had no idea and if you want to find out what that thing is that thing. you must purchase the seance room from source point press, <laughs> source point press. <laughs> I will, a little, a little selling point, the first issue does have Roadhead in it. Oh, that's true! Which, that I, was, oh, yeah. which I loved. Right off the bat. Literally, <laughs> yeah, first, first page. page. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I was funny. not expecting that. I was, I was reading that. You know what, like, the best Tony Roadhead, Roadhead is unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny because, um, so uh, I use my boyfriend as reference for the senator. Oh boy, that's not where yeah. I thought that sentence was going. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really funny because everyone was like, you didn't, and I'm like, it's not that hard to like, just imagine a little head popping up from a like it's not a big deal I just needed to get his stupid expression and capture that and he was just and it's funny and I've told Ben this a thousand times I'm like he had been either really great or really difficult to work with on getting reference one because he well, he's, does, I mean, he's not he's not like a he model does, or anything, he doesn't so. doesn't take it seriously enough for me to like get things the first time around I gotta take a lot of shots light things Get, and he always does this, I need to get into character. I'm like, dude, you're not a method actor. You're not Daniel Day-Lewis. Calm down. Like, just sit there. Don't move. I'm doing everything. Like, I'm literally moving around the room and, like, moving the lights. So I'm like, I don't have anything fancy at home. So I'm, like, with our desk lamp, moving around him, trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, hold on, I got to go. To, and, like, psyching himself out. I'm like, dude, just look at me. Okay, stay there. And that's it. No, he, he made it so hot. Hashtag make comics. Hashtag not a model. Not yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag butt babies. <laughs> butt babies. <laughs> yeah, Tony, no, Tony's yeah. great. And Tony's uh, just, he's your boyfriend. He's a comedian. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. But, like, he's not a senator. So can you just imagine, like, Tony sitting there 
pretending what it would be like to get roadheaded and also drive off yeah. the cliff at the same time yeah. for well, see, extended periods of time. <laughs> so we're big fans of that show, The League, and um, oh, I, I mean, yeah, you've watched oh, it. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. so when I, uh, I had to take reference for that, I was like, dude, uh, give me your best vinegar stroke. So one, it was like five, five minutes of laughing before he could oh even just God. like get it together and get into character. Oh, he's like, it was like vinegar stroke. He's I didn't like, even know that. Yeah, oh, it was so, so difficult. I was like, it's, it wasn't a big deal. It was just like, I'll just draw in the face later. And he's like, this is so awkward just oh, knowing it's what it's for. Devin, this is the second time Devin has jumped in on one of the podcasts we've been doing. Yeah, seriously. Devin, you, nosy. You're just going to be part of our podcast from now on. Devin's he's the unofficial wa- guest. Welcome, yeah. yeah. So you already have then the rest of the series kind of planned out. So I have, yeah, there's thir- a ton. I have 13 issues written. Uh, one that we've been talking about over the weekend that just kind of like, you know, that's the nice part about hanging out is we actually get to talk shop while we're here. Um, but Travis has more or less guaranteed us, guaranteed four, yeah. with, with a trade, potentially hard cover, which I'm, I'm really excited for because I think we're going to do like as if the door of the seance room is opening to the, the to the train, which I think is going to be great. We haven't figured out the schematics of it. Alex Ross painted cover. <laughs> which, yes. which is just what Kayla does anyway. Yeah. 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 But uh, I but I think you know this tentative talk of the eight. I we could easily do that. And yeah. now it's now it's just figuring out what the best order of things is because, like I said, we don't yeah. want to we don't want people to think it's just a political thing. A, B what ghost is going to come next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's right. that's the thing is like you want to see which ghost is going to do what to who. Yeah. One of the ghosts is an old crone, and the way she tells stories is she says you have to put a little skin in the game, so she takes a needle, and as she's knitting, she needles out part of your flesh oh my God. and needles oh. the story with your flesh. I didn't know about that, because so... It, <laughs> because now it, you have to draw it. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. In <laughs> order, his boyfriend do reference? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dude, I'll put oh, him in a little Lord. babushka and just... <laughs> no, that's so cute. Like, sit there. Actually, I'm a great little babushka grandma. I'm like, I'm, I get into character. You do? Also, like... I'm just to, go comatose for a second. Yeah, we'll have to put these photos up on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> no. Hey, speaking of which, can I uh, aim out the Twitter at these guys? Yeah. yeah. So follow me on Twitter at Mr. Ben AU, M R B E N A U. And that's, I always post good stuff there. Kayla? Uh, I'm more of an Instagram person. I don't I do not do the tweets yep. as much. But uh, K Valerio, K V A L E R I O underscore arc. That's on Instagram linked account it'll probably show up on twitter anyways but i didn't actually go on twitter just letting you guys know <laughs> and if i don't respond don't get offended i still sometimes don't know how to use it yeah, and guys, i had an account if she doesn't respond don't be a butt yeah, baby just, all right don't be a just don't. go look at her art and be happy you yeah. get to look at it yeah. don't. Be, a, be a vagina don't, baby don't be a happy hurt. vagina baby yeah. not a sad butt baby all right <laughs> i like that that's going to become butthole. a term like that like a cut down yeah. now <laughs> Hopefully, maybe we see it in print somewhere in a book. Like, no, yeah. Randomly but, possible. But babies, yeah. We're, we're going to make it. He'll write it in. Or I'll just do it nope. like tarot cards like the other ones. Oh, my gosh. Just Boy. the butt baby. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for no, talking to us about your book. And we look forward to seeing some yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, this guys. time next year, we'll have a I'm, second one and more more goodies for, for everyone. I'm thrilled to find out you actually. That's great. I feel terrific. <laughs> it's always so much easier when someone knows what you're talking yeah. about on these things. Because <laughs> yeah. then... You don't just say, you're not like on a limb being like, like trust what? me. Yeah, yeah right. No, it's, it's, it was a great one. Awesome. Definitely. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tony, I'm sorry, not today. What? Not, not happening. Sorry. Too busy. Too busy. I, I see that. You have a line galore at your table. I know. He's Dude, famous I can't now. even see the end of the line right now. It is so. Long. It's almost going out to the front of yeah. the building. I heard it's it's going up to it's 
it's already surpassed, and it's the Mackinac Bridge. It's up to the UP now. I mean, well, that's what happens when you set your booth right at the entrance and yeah. you start taking tickets. I mean, yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> when you set your booth up at the base of the Mackinac Bridge, I guess, like, it could happen, maybe. I don't know. Jim, how is, how is life going, man? It's been a lot of fun. I've been drawing Youngblood, uh, working for Rob Liefeld, and it's an absolute dream come true. I, I was telling someone last night how when... Derek first found you. Mm -hmm. uh, he bought some prints from you from like your car in the parking lot of, <laughs> of one of our local watering holes in Grand Rapids. And he came in like, dude, I just met this artist and here I bought this for you. And I got a Batman with the villains. Oh, yeah. One. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Where'd you meet him? And it's like, in the parking lot. And I'm just like, you're selling illicit art out of your trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you don't have enough money. When you're starting out to like get tables at conventions and stuff, you gotta make ends meet. So you just show up at bars where you know some nerds will be at. And, yeah, hey, yeah. And, and from there though, our friendship blossomed. Where you'd come hang out, playing the piano at my house. And, oh, that piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we just had a just a fun time always. And when you've come to conventions before, before you were working on a big book, your art was always like for us. Why is it, why did you get picked up yet? Why did you get picked up yet? So tell us how you finally got picked up. I tweeted Rob Liefeld. Easy as that. Really? Yeah, anybody can do it. <laughs> you hear that, kids? No, I, I mean, all right, here's the story. So I was, like, Young Blood holds a special place in my heart. And um, the, when you look at the comics, it's very much of the 90s, right? I mean, it's like the poster boy of the 90s yeah. for the most part. And those costumes are really, really reflective of that. So... Uh, it really just started from like some warm-up doodles where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask the question, what would they look like if they got designed today? Like, if, if it came out in 2017. So I did some sketches. I posted on, on Twitter just thinking, like, maybe Rob will retweet me and give me a few more followers, yeah. you know? The fantasy, of course, was, oh, he'll offer me the book and I'll do it. And that <laughs> happened. It happened, so. <laughs> it's like, can, like, could you have even wrapped your head around the idea of that just a couple years ago? Uh, no. Yeah. Like, especially in, in the way it happened, of right. course not. Like, it's like a Cinderella story. Yeah. Listen up, kids. This is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the thing. Um, in comics, uh, as far as breaking into comics, when you open a door into the industry, that door closes right behind you, right? Nobody breaks in the same way. And I just found the Tweet Rob Liefeld door, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> that was a door nobody knew existed. <laughs> so how much direction does he have for you on, on this book? Uh, Rob is incredibly hands-off. So he had, uh, a few years ago, this relaunch of the Extreme Studio line, and some really good books like Profit and Glory came out of that. And he gave uh, the creators of those books total creative control, do whatever they wanted, and, and they were really successful. So with Youngblood, he's taking that approach with uh, Chad and I, basically telling us to go run wild. And uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> right, and he writes, there's a little short, well at least at the end of issue one, there was a little short that he wrote. Yeah, right? yeah. Is Rob, he going to do that in every, um, or is it just the there's first There's not one in issue two, but um, he, I think he's going to be doing that pretty regularly. Yeah. You know, just to come back to the characters and have a fun time with nice. it. It's crazy because like, um, uh, like he, he drew a scene 
like directly from the issue, so I got to see his take on like what I had drawn basically, which is like shafts in a prison and all this stuff, and with a beard and all, you know, it's a really fun way to reintroduce that character. But um, I didn't see his story until like basically we were sending it to the printer, so I finally got to read it in like a printing proof, and uh, and I flip it open, the first page is him basically drawing like the same scene I did. I mean, obviously different, but like right, more pouches. You know, no, no, actually, no, no. He, he left them out, but oh my um, goodness! But just seeing like his take on something I had drawn was wild. Yeah, oh I bet. Yeah. Wow. So, did he have like a general concept of where he wanted to see this book going, or is it just you and Chad kind of saying we're taking these Chad, characters? Yeah, Chad and I pitched it completely. You know, basically. I mean, Chad, Chad pitched it, and then when I got brought in, we we talked a lot about like like what I kind of like to draw, what I want, what I want to see in Young Blood, and kind of stuff like that, and we kind of figured out. One of the big, biggest things for us was we wanted to f- figure out a, a relaunch that wasn't a reboot, but was really friendly to new readers who had never picked up an issue of Young Blood, and that for old readers, they would just be going like, oh god, that's awesome, oh shit, you know, and just constantly like freaking out over like every character re- re-reveal, I guess, you know. So it's like, you get like President Die Hard in the first issue, and I, 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 from what I've seen from Twitter, people are loving President Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. So do you, have you then come up with part of the story yourself then? Like, because obviously you've come up with the art and everything, where the direction's going. Like, you and Chad kind of, you've put your input in the story. Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, Chad and I are just, like, really collaborative. So we get on the, we hop on the phone, like, probably once every two weeks for at least, like, three hours. And we'll, like, we'll just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And so I'll bring some crazy ideas. And, like, one of the biggest things for us is that, we're, we basically have the keys to like Avengers or Justice League or like, you know like a superhero team book, except we don't have uh, like a corporate overlord telling us like you can't do this to that character, you can't do that. Right. So we can do whatever we want, and it's constant. We're constantly asking the question like whenever we throw ideas at each other, it's like okay, is that the most extreme way to do that, or is that playing it safe? You know, and so like we want to we want to make sure that Youngblood is very different from everything else out there. And um, I think the best way is to just like tell stories that you're not allowed to tell it, like Marvel or DC, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel um, where this is going? It's it's going to be long haul. Like you have like planned, mapped out, or do you just have the first story arc now? Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm like basically wrapping up the first story arc already. I'm uh, drawing issue six now. So and issue one just came out. So way ahead of schedule. It's fantastic. Um, But. Chad and I do talk about like the long game a lot, and like, we definitely have a story like when the book, if it ever does come to, or our time on it comes to an end, we have like the biggest story ever to tell. So like, and we've we've seen a little bit of it in like the first issue already, and um, it's really exciting. And I hope I hope the book lasts forever, but you know, but <laughs> it'll be cool to tell that story at some point at the yes. same time, you know. So with some uh, artists, they get some directional cues from from the writer and kind of saying this is how I kind of see the scene. Have you had some anything that where you drew it where Chad might have said, let's go this way, and like you had to tweak your art, or um, have you not really had a lot we, of We actually, with issue one, um, I had drawn issue one, and then I went and drew issues two and three, right? And we looked at issue one again. I think, I think we had gotten a lettering pass, and there was some stuff that, especially now having some more under our belt, kind of went like, uh we can tweak some of this stuff. So I went back in and I redrew two pages and then we added two pages to issue one. So, uh, and then after that we, we got another like uh, lettering proof and it was like, oh man, it, we nailed it now. Like, 
it, it was like just a little bit missing out of there, and uh, it was it was I was very grateful that we had the time and everything to go back and, and uh, bump it up a little bit, you know. How uh, long does it would you say it takes for an issue to? Oh, it's go? easily a month. It's easily a month. You know, twenty pages, thirty days. It's tough to keep up with, but now with with books, you know, they usually run around the 20, 24 pages. How does that? And I've never really asked any artist before. Like, do you kind of say, "Hey, we're going to do this," or is it more of a printing standpoint where it's like, "Oh, that's an extra page"? Um, for the most part, like you know, image kind of has like a set. Or, I mean, they're very lenient, so like we get thirty-two pages, I think, or something like that, inside the book. To like, it could be all story. I know they've had books where. You open the cover, and on the inside of the cover, Start, it starts, story, and it ends yeah. on, like, the back cover, you know? They, like, fill the whole thing up. But, yeah, that's the cool thing about Image is, like, they're very, obviously, hands-off. It's it's your work, you know? And, like, I work for Rob, but Rob's basically, like, just handing the baton right over to us, and, and we make a lot of the creative decisions. But um, uh, we keep it at, like, 20 pages for the most part. I- issue 1 ended up being 22 pages, just to get a little more um, story in there. But, um, like, that's kind of our, our set number is 20 pages and then hopefully Rob also gets like a four an extra four pages in there uh, for some life held goodness you know so now that you are in the business uh, and obviously it's you know going way ahead of schedule where you see yourself in a couple years but you see wanting to do your own create your own work I yeah I, you know I'm always bouncing ideas around in my head and stuff and um, I'll workshop it with some friends here and there but uh there's just no time right now to do any of that, and I kind of have a dream job, so like, say, like that's that, not that, a bad thing. Yeah, that can all wait <laughs> for down the road, but eventually it'll be fun, you know. I, of course, I, I, I think any creator would say, you know, of course I want to do something that's their own and and have. Um, I mean, I have full creative control over Youngblood, but like, you know, also having that ownership is always a very appealing thing. And I've, I've seen you multiple times at cons. You've usually been sharing a, a booth with with Ryan Lee. How is it? Being You're all on by your yourself. Own I know. I've been doing it with Ryan a lot. You know, he's Ryan's like my, by he's too. my con, he's my con <laughs> buddy. You know, um, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's it's really sad. They they put us by each other though. He's behind me though. It's a really it's a really weird setup because uh, we had talked earlier in the week and it's like oh we don't have like the table numbers aren't the, like you know next to each yeah. other and then I show up. And I see him right behind me and say, okay, that's an inventive way to put us next to each other. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's tough to get through the weekend without him by my side at all, all moments. You know? Yeah, because then you guys could watch the table while someone went. I mean, emotionally, it's tough to get through. That's what I'm getting at, Tony. But I'm not going to cry in this interview, all right? So. <laughs> all right, well, Jim, I am so glad to see where you're at now in the world of comics. And I only see better things coming your way. Can't wait to start hearing some of your concepts for some of your own work that you want to do? Yeah, we'll just have to wait, like, you know, after my 20-year run on Youngblood, and then we can talk about that. <laughs> I'm stuff. really excited that all those Inktober prints of yours that I own are just going to shoot up oh, value yeah. now. good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on to those. We'll send your kids to college and everything. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks, Jim. Thanks, Tony. All right, so we just got done talking to Jim Toe, and he was almost in tears. He was, like, crying that... The duo at the cons here, him with Ryan Lee that I am sitting with right now, that they don't share a booth anymore. And I kind of wanted to get your take on this. Uh, those were crocodile tears, number one. For Jim to act like 
he had no culpability in why we broke up is absolutely ridiculous. He puts on a good front. This is typical Jim Toe behavior. Um, and partially, it's, a, it's part of the reason why we're not splitting boosts anymore. Uh, in addition to his um, nudging me with his elbows, uh, going over the middle boundary line. Yeah, you can't do that. No, we have clear boundaries set up. Um, Jim's trash encroaching into my art area. Um, rappers, cops, uh, sketches. Um, it's it's it was Him just stealing the people that are coming up commissions for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's doing uh, he's doing Young Blood now, and it's it's a book with a lot of cachet. Um, Jim asking me to stand behind his banner was odd. that was an odd odd choice. I sat up there for a few hours though. I, he's my friend. Um, I want to help him out, and so I, I stood, I sat behind the banner. I had a chair set up, and I drew on a pizza box um, that I used to kind of prop up the art. So I did what I could to maintain a friendship, and you know, it's just never really good enough for Jim. You know, it just wasn't enough room. Um, he gave me about one eighth of the table uh, the last show, which it, it's been slowly decreasing every show you know mm -hmm. half quarter eight if we kept going at this rate it would have been a 16th of a table i could maybe fit one comic on that um this is a long time coming i just feel like this almost has to have like the overlay of like vh1 behind the comics <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. besides all that though man ryan how have you been i'm great i'm great um Thank you are you. working on a commission for me right now, which I can't wait to see. Yes, I am. And you are one of two people that I just haven't met you many years ago. I love your art. And even your, I don't want to call it weird in a sense, but your, and they're not even doodles, like the random, surreal, like hands coming out everywhere, eyes and stuff like that. Is that what you kind of used to just draw as a kid that kind of inspired you to start doing other, other work? Yeah I, yeah, I grew up drawing monsters. You know, it started with dinosaurs probably. And then um, I bought comics from the time I was little. I used to, I just used to always draw monsters. They're easy to draw too because you don't need to conform to any kind of specific set of rules to make something. It doesn't need to have, a monster doesn't need to have five fingers. It doesn't need to have two eyes. It doesn't need to have proportions that look like a human being. I could, I could just scribble something and then kind of make something out of that, and use like my creativity. You know, I learned to draw people better as time went on. I think, but I still have like that background of like just wanting to like create monsters and weird, just interesting imagery. You know, so. Now, uh, not to bring up the past with Jim, but I mean, as we said, he is working on a, a book now. When do you feel like you will get to that point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. I have, uh, you know, it's salty with Jim. Not to bring that up again. But it's a little, it's a little tender right now. Let's just put it that way. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I have two books. One is actively being pitched right now, and we're waiting to hear back. The other one, actually, we're sending out our pitch package this week. We just got letters back from my brother, 
Um, and I have to do a couple color tweaks, but we're sending out, we have a full, uh, this is a horror story with um, a writer named John Lees, he's a Scottish writer. Um, I'm really excited about, and we have like, it, it's a pretty tight package. It's There's pages of character designs. Uh, we have a teaser, we have uh, sample pages, it's all colored, it's all lettered. Um, it's pretty tight, so I'm hoping that they can kind of see how it's all gonna be when it's all put together and that'll help help sell it a little bit more. And John, John does excellent work, so uh, yeah, yeah, and the other project, um, I'm hoping goes to. So that's what we're, that's what I've been doing actively right now. So. Well, and, and, and you know, I totally joke because you've been in the industry far longer than Jim has been. You've been on some established properties, so we will we will kind of throw the charade away, and and we know that. Um, no, no, no. What's what's some Jim. of the books uh, for my listeners to know that you've worked on? Um, I've worked on a lot of stuff for Valiant most recently. Um, I do like I've done fill-ins. I've done I did a lot of uh, Archer and Armstrong this fall. Uh, there is about three I think there's three issues where um, one of the issues I did like over half the art I think, um, and then I had kind of like I did like the backup uh, story to what the other story that was going on. So um, and then I've done some stuff for Ninjack. I do a lot of like different like utility things for Valiant. I do character design for them which no one ever really gets to see unless the character gets picked, you know, but um, yeah, it's cool. They give, they keep me very, very busy, so. Now, do you have any uh, behind-the-scenes knowledge of the Ninjak uh, web series that they're creating? I don't know anything about it. It's okay. outside of what I see on social media, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's nice to see their characters finally going into the, uh, the, enter- the other uh, entertainment realm, you know, so. Now, what uh, out of all these different books that you've worked on, what is your holy grail that as a kid you're just like, man, I wanted to sometime work on that project? Um, there isn't really like a specific character, I don't think. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I want to always wanted to draw Spider-Man, or and, I mean, all that is. I would love to draw all those characters too, like all the characters that I drew up. But I would like eventually to like do. A monster, a monster-based comic with all the characters that I created. I like to do like my own thing. Eventually. You would be perfect for yeah, a monster-like look. You thinking more of uh, like Marvels? They just did the monsters uh, unleashed thing. Oh, stuff. that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Um, yeah, I want to do my own career. I've I've been kind of for years. I have this little story that I kind of pick away at. It hasn't gone anywhere. I've developed some characters and a general idea and the world and the rules. I need to, I need to get that going. But it's something that I like. I really want to do right, but I just need to do it. <laughs> I just need to do it. So hopefully that'll be sooner than later that I get something out, even if it's just like a web comic or like a, I do one-offs of it, you know, for fun to sell at shows. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, chat with me, even though I know I can always just call on you for for a quick, easy uh, gym toe bashing. Of but, course, of course. But uh, where can people find you, find your work? Um, I have, hold on a second, let me break out my card, because a lot of my little handles have slight variations on them. But I'm usually, you can find me usually on Twitter, which is where I'm probably most active, which is at Art. Um, and Instagram, which is just Rai Rai Lee Art. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's just easy to find. It's just my name. 
I have a DeviantArt page. You can find me on there as well. So, you know, I'm on all of those sites. So. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan, so much. Thanks, man. <laughs> How you doing? But it don't stop. <laughs> no, really, how are you doing though? I'm I'm doing excellent. I'm doing really good. You know, at, at, I told somebody the other day at 32 years old, I am the most confident I've been in my life. That is good. That is good. You're also one of the drunkest that I've seen you in your life. Are you serious? No, no, I'm kidding. I've seen you way drunker. Oh, <laughs> I was say, I've only hung out with Casey a couple times, and I've seen her drunk. Say, this. Leave it to your family and friends to surround you in the same podcast to derail you up. Well, this is actually not a podcast. This is an intervention. We, we've gathered you here. I mean, we didn't talk to you, Casey. And I'm your cousin, and I love you, but we're concerned. Oh, my God. You chose Comic-Con, really? <laughs> of all times. No, but it, it goes back to, God, it was probably five years ago-ish, when you were drunk off your ass, and we just started recording, me and Derek started recording yep. you. And my and, first interview ever. Yes, and it was hilarious. It was. And you know what, that was the first time I met Jason Clark, and I call, I, I call him a fucker. Yeah. Because he totally interrupted my interview, because he was drunk as a skunk, too, and I said, what the fuck, man? You're interviewing. You're fucking up my interview. What the fuck? Yeah. And so then he says, "Jesus, man, fuck." And that's the first time I met Jason Clark. Yep. <laughs> and then there was that whole snafu with all that, and then you felt bad the next day for you. No, actually, no, you didn't feel bad. I'm like, did I really yeah. feel bad or no? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> he did interrupt my interview. Yes, he did. So fuck yeah. it. We'll get that on record and we'll leave that in there. I'll I tag still, him. I still it. love him, but you know, he interrupted my interview. Damn it. But it's classic. It, yes. it's, it's classic now. That, that is old school drunk on college yes. right there. But besides uh, health and, and also the drunkenness, like, what else is new with you? Okay, so uh, just yesterday we re-released the special edition of Pieces of Madness, which instead of five short stories of the insane cultists and paranormal that first put me on the map, it is seven short stories with illustrations and now a hardcover. Um, and there's only 500 of the hardcovers printed with um, cover art by Ryan Lee. So we've been numbering them individually, and right now we are at, I think, 32. Okay. Um, nice. So it's, the cons have been good. I mean, at 30 bucks a pop, I think that's that's really good. And, uh, you know, it's, it's worth its, its value. You know, I mean, you get the slipcase, the hardcover, the bonus stories, illustrations from, like, the latest and greatest in literary art, um, including Kelly O'Hara, Bruce Gerlach, uh, and a slew of others. Excellent. Have you, uh, how's the con experience been for you, more or less, on your feet? Girl, how do you do in those heels is what exactly, he wants to yeah. know. I, I, yeah, girl talk. I tape, I tape my third and fourth toe together. Really? On each foot. Because you do that, and then your foot becomes a natural alignment. So you can go in heels longer. That's a pro tip right there. It is. You did this medically tape. You do some medical tape and tape your third and fourth toe together, close the foot into alignment, you can last a lot longer in heels. I never knew that. I, I got that from Facebook, and I thought it was total bullshit. And then I was reading the comments, and these people were like, no, I really did this, and it worked. But so I'll try it. It does work. I mean, you out of are one of the only people I see in heels, always at these things. I'm glad to know your secret. There you go. I, the next I'm time I shared it, shared it with the world. <laughs> How's the group been treating you? 
Source Point? Yeah. Oh, dude, Source Point, it, it's been a whole how long, world. How long ago did you guys get, did you get hooked up with them? Three? <laughs> so let me tell you a story. Okay, so Tony Maiello forced me to write a book as he said, I can see you writing fiction. I said I will never write a book. So I wrote a book because Tony encouraged me to. And then uh, Travis McIntyre later on, after reading Pieces of Madness, says, I need you to pitch me a script. I said, I will never write a comic book. I don't think panel by panel. He said, pitch me something anyway. So I pitched him Nora, which was from a fiction that I was writing for my website, CosmicCasey.com, both with K's. Um, and it was, uh, it was called The Prophecy Effect. So I centered on the main character, wrote 20, 22 pages, and uh, he signed me to four issues. So I came into this kicking and screaming. Okay, you can yell at him across the uh, <laughs> But uh, no, source point, I'm, I'm a combination of lucky and blessed. I was in the right place at the right time. And now 13 of our titles have been sold to a film, or are on a film slate for Shoreline Entertainment. So, I mean, things just happen like boom, 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 you know, as soon as, I'm sorry, my hands are not equipped for snapping, but I'm just boom, 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 one at the other. And uh, it's been a great ride. Travis McIntyre is very good to us. And uh, we have a great team of writers and artists, and we're a hard scope, which makes it easier for us to market. We are sci-fi, horror, and some pulp. Um, so with that, we're not just going to publish anything, which is great for us. So any title that we take, we take it to the moon. Well, I know you don't publish everything. I keep submitting stuff all the time. And oh, then really? Dickhead Travis no. is like, nope, no, no, we're not having it. <laughs> Although I do feel I said, like that is, I always say that is not my department. You're going to have to take that with Travis. So I have gotten that before. Well, I've submitted. You know, he gets a lot of emails. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that's really not my department. I can redirect you. Have you been working on your acting chops? <laughs> yeah, that was it. You gonna try to get in one of these movies? I was in uh, the UFO Otis Files that um, Trico Luckins. Oh yeah. yeah, I just learned about that. I don't know why oh, I didn't uh, hear about it before. Unlearn it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, in which I played horror author David Hayes' wife, uh, this trailer trash diva. Now his character Otis, I love this song. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Talking Heads, my favorite band of all time. Um, but Otis just, like, he discovers an alien turd, quote, in his backyard, so he takes it on tour and begins to talk about it everywhere, so. But very much a mockumentary. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, do you think that, uh, we can convince him, if we bribed him with beer, to have a premiere with all his friends for Rotten Tail? Yes. Yes. I don't know about beer, but, uh, he would love to do something like that. Okay, so we don't even need to bribe him. Just uh, what what other dirt can you uh, give me on Travis off the record? Dirt on Travis? Yeah. You're gonna get me fired. <laughs> no, I promise I will not directly Why do you go tell him. Dirt on Travis. You know, I just want to see what she's gonna Travis. say in her drunken state. <laughs> Travis <clears throat> is other other. It's literally a 50-50 with Travis. There are some days where I just want to give him like the biggest hug ever and say thank you. Other days, I want to choke the fucking shit out of him and throw him out a window. Um, but that's what makes our dynamic special. He's very much my brother, and I do anything in the world for him. Now, uh, one thing I do need to bring up, because I, I never knew this, is that 
you are dating kind of a celebrity in the Detroit area. I am? Yes. I mean, his face Ew. is plastered all over the buses. I feel like and this years ago, yeah. maybe. He's retired now. No, I know. I was giving him shit. The Minor Brothers were just giving him shit. I'm like, man, if he, if he just embraced that... Uh, no one would care. We'd have been like, oh, that's kind of cool on you, but that he gets so you know what's pissy. Funny? He gets like that, but then he talks about it. Uh, true, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, you think it's cool deep down. Come on. I remember that, like, the first time it passed by my salon when I worked at a, a salon, I was like, oh my god, Jason! Now, Jason is my brother's name. So, I ran out, like a mad woman, people thought like my brother was out there and he got into an accident, something. Like, what the fuck just happened? I ran down the bus to get a picture of it because he'd never seen it. I ran into traffic with my camera like, stop! Well, Casey, I'm not going to hold you from your beer for much longer. Thank you for uh, coming and chatting with us. Where can people find you? You can find me at CosmicCasey.com, both with K's. You can find me at SourcePointPress.com. Twitter handle is at CosmicCasey. And, of course, Instagram is KCDWrites. Not as in women's lib, but as in physical writing. All right. Well, thank you, hon. Thank you. And that does it for this uh, batch of interviews from the con, but we still have one more episode of grouping of people that we got to interact with at the con floor. So uh, look forward to that next week. Stay thirsty, you guys.